Hello and welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And we're still not in person, but that's okay <laughs> because I finally figured out how to use this Zoom thing because I'm a total old man. So now you and I can look at each other. It's true. Which is nice to actually have a conversation that way. It's true. So anyway. I've, I've been having family Zoom calls every week, so. Ah, so you're used to it. Why didn't you yeah, so organize this thing then? Because I never set it up. My sister-in-law has it set up for a recurring call. Fair so enough. I just have an email that I click the link in every week and it takes that's, me to the, to the room. Okay. So I've never set it up. That's fair. I just know Crystal, how to join. Yeah. Crystal uses it for um, uh, for teaching classes, which she's done for the semester now. So, um, But then she also had to use it yesterday for a class that she had to attend through work. Yeah. But I assume, I assume she's kind of in the same boat you are. She just clicks the link and shows up. Probably. I don't know. I I don't have meetings, so that's not a thing in my book. Anyway. I think my sister-in-law uses it for work, so that's why she was the one to set it up. I gotcha. So, anyway. Well, we did another... It's been a week now. Well, it's been over a week since we last did a show. Mm -hmm. um, but in that last week, we did another popcorn night at our theater. It was a little slower this time. Yeah. Uh, and by a little slower, I mean, we propped chairs up front and just sat in the sun all evening waiting for people to come through. Think fire pit time without the fire pit. And without the right. Or which, s'mores. Which prompted a pretty fun, funny moment with, with us and, and our boss. Although I'm pretty sure half of us were munching on candy. Oh, yeah. No, the sugar high was real. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, because I, I looked at our boss and I went, you know, it'd be great with this. And he goes, a, a fire pit? I go, oh, for once, for once, one of us isn't an alcoholic, or isn't the alcoholic, and it's not me, or it's not you for a change. So, uh, I was going to say a beer, which would have gone great, but here we are. So, uh, it was fun. Right, we had our margaritas later. We did, like usual. Had our had our usual family dinner. Margaritas and Mexican afterwards. Yep. So, shout out, shout out to our favorite Mexican place. Woo woo. Who, who, by the way, I could not get through to on Cinco de Mayo. I was smart. I ordered ahead of time. And and kudos to you. Uh, I think it was about three o'clock we decided we wanted to go ahead and do Mexican. Yeah. I had, I had suggested just making it at home, but yeah. we didn't have the stuff to do it. And so we were like, well, let's, let's just order it. I was like, well, Cinco de Mayo, probably going to be busy. I know you could order ahead, so I just went online and went ahead and ordered it. Right. Still had to wait. We I scheduled it at six thirty. It was seven fifteen when we finally had food in our hand. They were that far behind. That is crazy. And I guess there was someone who was supposed to have food at five thirty, and when my dad showed up at six thirty, she was still waiting. Ooh. So yeah, that's why they shut off all new orders. Well, they weren't the only ones because uh, Nikki sent us the message about it as I was getting ready to start ordering. Yeah. Couldn't call and get through. Couldn't. Couldn't. Call or get online and place an order. Uh, couldn't even use like DoorDash or Postmates, anything like that. And it wasn't just them. We tried, they have two other locations in town. Tried mm -hmm. both of those. Yeah, because Do DoorDash goes to the other one that's relatively close to the theater. Yeah. I believe. At least the last time I ordered, that's where it came from. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so we looked at both of those. We looked at a new place that's open downtown that does Latin Latin food, not just Mexican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Um, and then there's one over off the other highway, uh, not too far from the theater, but it's along that strip on 291. Uh, uh, there's one in Greenwood, too, isn't there? There is, but I, it didn't pull up on mine. And there was another one oh. down. There, there's like two in the Greenwood area. Oh, okay. Uh, one of them didn't show up. The other one locked off orders as well. Yeah. So anyway, so in a rush, I had to grab a package of chicken and, you know, like flash thaw it out as quick as I could. I had to run to the store to get chips and salsa and all that good stuff. Because yeah. you can't have Mexican food without chips and salsa. Them's the rules. True. I don't make them. <laughs> like, that's just what my people say. That's true. Anyway, uh, but luckily, I'm a good cook. At least I think I'm a good cook. I haven't had any complaints yeah. yet. You know. Um, are you done barking? Hi, buddy. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I'm a good cook and I bartend, so I know how to make a damn margarita, uh, which I did serve up in uh, in my Star Wars lightsaber cups, as I showed you guys. So, yeah. so Cinco de Mayo went about as well as it could. Uh, but it is nice to see everybody going out and supporting all of the Mexican places in town. Yeah. Uh, that made me happy. Do what? So that made me happy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just, uh, I, I'm like you because you sent us a text and said, I hope they were nice to everybody. Uh, Which my are... dad was the one that went and picked up the food and he said that from everyone he saw was being nice about it. That's good. The, the only problem he saw was one guy, they only got half their order at once. And so they were making the rest of it for him and they'd already given him margaritas. He's yeah. like, these aren't going to be very fresh. They're going to be watered down by the time I actually get my food. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we'll make a new one. We'll make a new one. <laughs> he was nice about it. He wasn't even throwing a fit. He was just like, can I have fresh margaritas instead? Right. Which is fair. Yeah. No one wants a watered down one. Yeah. At least to start. Right. I'll put up with it by the end of it, but... Yeah, uh, no, it's funny. There's, um, we were going to order from a different place uh, yesterday for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wound up going with Jack Stack for barbecue because we wanted barbecue. But we were looking at a place downtown. Dad and I went to Johnny Ray's the other night. Nice. We, uh, we looked at another place downtown and they had cocktails to go. And you mm-hmm. can either get a 16 ounce with ice of whatever cocktails they had listed. Yeah. Or a uh, for twenty dollars, you could get a thirty-two ounce with no ice, and I'm going. That's a lot of booze if they did it right. <laughs> that's if they did it right, and I yeah. don't. I don't know that I can justify twenty bucks for for, you know, thirty-two ounces of, whatever cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you know. It's good right. And it's worth it. Yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah. Anything else going on with y'all? No, fun. Other other than the forty eight Dodge ride yesterday, it's true. Yeah. So, well, all right. Well, let's just jump right into it then, because uh, we don't have any any real big news um, other than things are getting ready to start opening back up. Um, I honestly, I'm I'm a little nervous about it, but we'll just see what happens. There's not much else we can do. Uh, yeah, this is one of the, those cases. I'm not too upset that we're not going to be one of the first ones to reopen oh absolutely not i get to just kind of hang out and uh watch and see what happens to everybody else right um 
yeah, we, uh, so. As much so, as I want to go back to work, I want to do it safely. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, we're not going to get into the people protesting to, to open and work and on this, that, and the other. Uh, it is what it is. You can make your own decision based on that. Um, you can probably figure out where we stand just from listening to the show. Um, but there is a, uh, a change that, that could be coming. I think we're going to see a repopularization of, uh, of drive-in movie theaters. Um, apparently out in like California, Arizona, out West, essentially. At at least for a bit. I don't know if that's going to be permanent, but. No, no, no. Or at least for, uh, for a little bit. Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll have a at least a small resurgence. I and I think it's going to happen here. Our chain actually does have a a drive-in theater in the area, um, and so it's getting two, ready two in the whole company, but only one of which is really in our area. Right. Yeah. The other one's further east. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So so they're getting ready to reopen those, and of course they're doing everything they can. Park six feet apart. Stay in your vehicle. Mm-hmm. This, that, and the other. Which. You and I had this conversation last week. You've never been to a drive-in movie. Mm-hmm. So, which we're going to have to fix once I get a truck. Which our boss found out when he was talking to me the other day. Um, giving me a status update on everything. He was like, you've never, I'm like, oh my gosh, how many times have I had this conversation with people? No, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I, it's just, it's funny. I feel like, because for the most part, drive-ins have died off in the past yeah. 20 or 30 years, well, 20 years. Um, when I was a kid in, uh, in Frankfurt, Kentucky, there was one there in Frankfurt that we used to go to, not all the time, but, you know, if it was nice enough out, we'd go out. And so I can tell I can only remember the one movie, but I can tell you it was Bill Cosby's Ghost Dad. And it was kind of cool to sit in the back seat of, of mom's car, her and dad, and, you know, hanging out while us all watching the movie together. Um, and I, you know, we've been to drive-ins since then, where, wherever you can find them. Um, for the longest time, we couldn't find one until we moved out this way. Um, and then, at which point, we had two, and now we're down to one. Um, although, from what I'm reading, it looks like the other one might actually be owned by somebody else now. Anyway. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, they, they have seen kind of a resurgence out west, where people are able to get out. They're still not seeing... I think they actually had been showing a few newer features um, that probably right before everything kind of shut down nationwide. Because uh, I know that there were box office numbers that were being listed for like The Invisible Man, um, yeah. The Hunt, and a few other uh, features. That I know um, Jennifer Morrison was on, she like posted a bunch of videos on her Instagram. Uh, Jennifer Morrison, for anyone who doesn't know her, being. As I know her, Emma Swan from Once Upon a Time. She was also on House. She's done a bunch of stuff. But she posted a bunch of videos on Instagram. Her and her boyfriend went to a drive-in a few weeks back, maybe a month ago. And I think she said he had never been. And so she was all excited. And, like, she had all these videos of them driving in and going to get popcorn and, like, pulling into the lot. And they were super early. And she's like, go park up front, go park up front. Like, she was, like, just so super excited about going. Yeah. And it was, it was adorable. That I was is. like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me. <laughs> it was nice to see. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. So 
Yeah, so there, here's the article that I found. It's uh, from Vulture.com. It's titled, Drive-In Movie Theaters Are the New COVID-Era Gathering Spot. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, it's a whole article about, you know, uh, what is this? The Mission Tiki Drive-In Theater out in uh, Montclair, California. Um, you know, just talking about the experience. And here's what they were showing. Uh, the Pol It's a Polynesian-themed place, which could be kind of cool. Hmm. But it's a quadruple like fun. double features. So you had Knives Out and The Hunt, nice. Bloodshot and The Invisible Man, okay. Trolls World Tour paired with uh, The Secret Life of Pets, and then IFC's The Wretched followed by The True History of the Kelly Gang. Actually, that's a pretty good mix of yeah. a little bit of everything. You have, you have the comedy mystery movie. You have the, that action, a couple action movies, thrillers, mm -hmm. horror, whatever. Um, and then you got two kids movies in there, plus a couple of independent things. Um, you know, I, I think it's great. Now, when we reopen, a lot of places do the double features. Mm -hmm. and that's been kind of a staple for a long, long time. I'll say our drive-ins do that, at least the yeah. one here in the area. Yeah. I know um, it does it. Yeah. The, the last time I went to the drive-in was, uh, sorry, my dogs are chewing on something. Let me see what you got there, Betty. Being distracting as always. Always. Oh. Anyway. Um, no, so the last time I went to the drive-in, this is how long ago it's been, the double feature that night was The Amazing Spider-Man and Total Recall, the remake. So it's about eight <laughs> years. So. Uh, but, you know, it's always fun. And some places, they, they do the double feature, and then if you stay late enough, they'll play the first movie again. Really? Yeah, and of course you're already there if you it's want to. It's gotta be pretty late. It it usually is, yeah. especially in the summer because they don't start the first movie till like nine o'clock in the summer because they yeah. gotta wait for it to be dark enough. Yeah, it's usually about eight eight thirty whenever the sun goes down. So, um, but yeah, it's it's kind of cool to see. Ranker, stop, buddy. It's kind of cool to see this resurgence of of this you know older format. Every time. This is why you don't have dogs when you're trying to do a show. Anyway. If I let them out, I'm going to get yelled at for letting them bark outside. So what am I going to do? <laughs> true. I'm a knock on your door. Uh, I, do not need to, I do not need to get in a fist fight during the show. Although I'm sure the ratings would go up. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you take the laptop with you and record it. Right. You just hear a scuffle in the background. <laughs> So yeah, no. So it's kind of cool to see uh, this this format kind of coming back, uh, and it usually does well around here during the summer anyway. Uh, at least when I've gone, it has been pretty packed. You know, um, yeah. I'll be kind of curious to see how that how that spaces out. I do this I do find this funny though. A lot of people are suggesting, my father-in-law included that we go get like a big screen and put it on the sides of these brick and mortar theaters. I've, I've seen that. And I'm going, I don't think you understand how this works. Nope. We, I mean, we tried christening my, my big screen the other night with a little projector and we had issues, mostly sound issues, but I digress. Imagine doing it with a much bigger projector yeah. sound system. And also like, I can't speak for other theaters and their setup. Yeah. But at our building, mm -hmm. A, that's a huge parking lot. 
So you'd have to have a pretty big screen to make sure everyone could see it. Yeah. But also the cars would be parked the wrong way. Exactly. They're, they're parked parallel to the building. So you're yeah. facing, you're not facing the screen, you're not facing the building. Yeah. And we, I know the drive-ins, when they reopen, you're not allowed to bring chairs and sit outside the car. You have to stay in your car. That's part of the social distancing thing. So you would be sitting like sideways, like trying to watch the movie and that would be uncomfortable and stupid. Also, where would you put the projector? Yeah. That's my first logistical issue is where does like drive-ins are set up to be drive-ins and they have a building put in a specific location to project the movie onto the screens. Yes. We are not designed for that. So trying to add that in last minute is not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's a great idea in theory in, in actual logistics and doing it, it would be nigh impossible. Yeah. Not with not without a come shit almost without tearing the whole thing down, you know. Yeah. Um, not to mention those projectors. In order to get it that far anyway, and to fill the screen, um, it would have to be pretty good size, have pretty good distance, and would be super freaking expensive. So yeah. I think we're better off just leaving it as is. Agreed. So as much as as much as I want to get back to work, I don't know that that's the way to do it. Yeah. So, no. It's not. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so we're gonna leave from uh, from here on Earth. We're going to outer space now because your favorite person in the world, Tom Cruise. It, guys, if you could see the eye roll to go with that sigh, oh, it is a thing of beauty. Anyway, Tom Cruise is apparently working with Elon Musk to shoot a movie in outer space, including on the International Space Station. I feel like you have thoughts, Trisha. <laughs> Not really much beyond this is stupid, and I hate Tom Cruise. Uh, you know, I uh, I am all for pushing pushing the limits as far as you can, and I think one day shooting in in space will be a norm of some sort. Um, but Not right anytime now, soon, though. No, 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 probably not in our lifetime. No. However, I am convinced that after watching all the Mission Impossible movies, every other action movie that Tom Cruise has done where he insists on doing his own stuff. He's 56, by the way. I am um, also, I'm, go go look look at all the reports of the sailors who were on the ship where they were filming uh, the Top Gun sequel uh-huh. and listen to all the shit that he pulled. I think he pissed off every single sailor on that ship. Yeah. Like, to the point of, they were like, we were told not to look at him. Not just, don't bother them. Don't bother him. Don't interfere with shooting, whatever. It's, don't look at him. Don't talk to him. Don't acknowledge his presence. You invaded their ship. They're trying to do their jobs. And you're going to sit here and go, you can't look at me. Now, now, is that... And now now you're going to put him on the International Space Station... Yeah. In even more confined quarters than a naval ship. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not like they're doing important work on the International Space Station, right? Right. Well, apparently the NASA director, Jim Bridenstine, uh, confirmed the news on Twitter and said that he is excited that the movie, the move would inspire a new generation of engineers and scientists to work on space travel. 
Um, yeah, I. the only thing this convinces me of is that Tom Cruise is willing to die to entertain us. And at some point, we're going to have to watch one of these movies, be it a Mission Impossible, this movie, or whatever, where he doesn't get to complete the film. And I'm kind of curious to see what that's going to look like. So, uh, but yeah. So, it's not about entertaining us. It's about keeping his, making as much money as he can for, so, for Scientology and keeping himself in the public eye so that he can continue to encourage Scientology. It's all I about mean, Scientology. His entire life is about Scientology. I mean, that's fair. That is fair. So, but uh, either way, it's still for my entertainment in some way, shape, or form. So, uh, here's the thing. I'm not going to be paying to watch it. So <laughs> That's the only reason I continue to watch any Tom Cruise movies. Because <laughs> I don't have to pay for it because I'm not giving him money. Right. True that. No. No, so... If I have to pay for it, I'm not doing it. Yeah, so you have to remember, too, though, that he's... I mean, yeah, yes, he is great making a lot of the money, but he's not the only one working on those sets, so... Mm-hmm. Really, for Mission Impossible, you're really, at this point, you're tuning in for Simon Pegg, so... That's very true. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I want to know what prompted this move other than Elon Musk's... Elon Musk's and Tom Cruise's egos. That's 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 the the explanation. Like, is there any other reason than than for Elon Musk to swing his nerdy dick everywhere and say, "Look what I can do with all these billions of dollars I have"? That's that's it. Could could be funding a you know a vaccine for COVID nineteen so we could get out of the damn house and see the movies. (laughs) I digress. So. All right, so we'll move on. So going from one uh, egotistical bag of assholes to another, uh, we talked about Trolls World Tour last show, um, and specifically Universal and AMC getting into a beef over the premium video on demand format. (laughs) Movie theaters aren't the only ones that are getting screwed by this, by the way. I want to lead off with... I'm not going to sit here and go boo-hoo because a bunch of people did not make millions of dollars by doing yeah. voice work. Yeah. Not saying not that. What it's about. However, no. you do the work, you're promised some kind of kickback yeah. on it, get your money. Not going to deg- you know, begrudge anybody for that at all. Yeah. So, so because Universal released Trolls World Tour on demand and, of course, working on making back their money, uh, Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick were not informed ahead of the March 16th announcement that the movie would be available to rent for $20. Um, It's not a surprise that you want to hear because compensation for big stars and animated films is largely tied to box office bonuses. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) yeah, so apparently the star's representatives are now asking for them to be paid, uh, but but they're still game to publicize the film. So a lot of these, these deals... They signed a, sp- a contract with specific uh, conditions, right. and Universal changed that, which affected one of the ways they were going to get paid, and didn't tell them. Yeah. So, okay, Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake, boo-hoo, they have so much money. I get it. But they were promised certain things that were not that were taken away from them. The possibility of it was taken away from them. Yeah. It's, it'd be one thing if the movie bombed, 
at the, at the box. Like if it was released in theaters and it bombed and they didn't, didn't make enough for them to get these payouts. Okay, cool. Get it. Part of the contract, but it wasn't released in theaters. They could have waited, released it in theaters later, like every other movie is doing. And then they would have the opportunity to potentially make that, the, that money. Yeah. But they weren't given that opportunity. They weren't even told that that was happening. So of course they're upset. It isn't really about the money. It's about fulfilling your the, the contractual obligations that you were promised. Exactly. Now this is this is different than other deals where you're getting a you know you're getting a share of the profits of the money, which is a whole other like messy enterprise in and of itself because mm -hmm. there are movies that made huge bank it at the theaters decades ago that that they're they're still saying are in the red because of you know like itemized things going marketing you know production crew like all the it's really funky accounting yeah. and really it's just a way to screw people um so if you're listen if you're going to be if you're listening to the show and you're going into the business of show business never ask for a share of the profits off of the film that you're working on ask for bonuses based on box office performance on the flip side though did, have you ever heard the story about the kid that was the singing voice of simba and the lion king Oh, he's making hella bank. Well, did you hear what, what Disney tried to offer him, though? Uh, it was So they originally were just going to give him X amount of money. Yes. He did his job, and they would all go about their lives. He said, no, I want, you know, Y amount of money. That was, I think, a little bit less. Mm -hmm. And I want to share the profits. Yeah. He, I want royalties. Right. I think the money Disney wanted to pay him because he, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't a well-known no. actor. He wasn't drawing, he wasn't JTT at the time, you know, JTT in the 90s. I'm sure they gave him a lot of money to be right. the speaking voice of Simba. But this kid wasn't really known, so I, I don't remember the number, but it was like a decent amount of money, but nothing compared to what he's making now. Yeah. Because he was smart. Yeah. So well, don't, don't just go signing contracts willy-nilly. Have someone right. look over it. Be smart about it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Explore all of your options. Right. Like I said, I would not ask for a share of the profits. I would ask for, in this case, a share of the royalties or bonuses based on the performance of a film. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. If you are doing an Avengers movie, you ask for the, the bonuses based on performance, not based on profit. That yeah. way you make sure you get paid. Yeah. Because your movie makes... 2.9 billion dollars you getting paid you probably won't have to work for a while yeah you can do whatever indie crap you want to do i would so that's what that's what a lot of actors do oh absolutely they they do up. the like the one big huge box office smash so that they can go off and either do stage work or indie films or whatever um christopher eccleston is one that does that a lot yeah he did Doctor Who to get money to go back and do his, you know, I think, it, I think he likes stage work. Yes. And then he did, he did Thor, Dark World, mm -hmm. made bank. Also did Went off and, yeah. yeah. You know, they, they come out, they do the one kind of big box office thing, and then they get to go do whatever they want. Right. Make enough money to feed what, you know, <laughs> live off of while they yeah. 
if you passion projects. Right. Robert Downey Jr. played it smart because he asked for bonuses on basically everything that he signed on for after Iron Man. Uh, he does not have to work anymore, and that's how he winds up doing trash like Doolittle. So, um, you know, I mean, yeah. that's fair. If that's what he wanted to do, which it sounds like that production was just a mess and not what he wanted, but neither yeah. here nor there. So, uh, but now he's actually producing a new, like, limited series on HBO, uh, a new Perry Mason series. So... Really? I knew yeah. that they were doing a new Perry Mason. I didn't know RDH was... actually supposed to star RDJ in it. Well. was included. Yeah, but uh, no, he's going to star in it? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's not Perry Mason. No. I mean, no one will be Perry Mason, but... Right. RDJ is not Perry Mason. No. But it would have been fun. That's true. I mean, I'll watch RDJ in just about anything. I don't, I don't know who I would cast as... Perry Mason off the top of my head. But. Uh, I think the guy they went with on that starred in The Americans. Didn't watch it. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not the, uh, the same Perry Mason that like you and I grew up with. So this one's more of a, um, I don't know. I'll have to send you the trailer for it. No, no. Well, my mom loved Perry Mason. So yeah. I think I've seen probably at least, at least half of those episodes. It's okay. When I was growing up, it was always in the heat of the night. And that was the big one. Matlock um, on Perry Mason, Matlock a bit, mm -hmm. um, Murder She Wrote, yeah, Mash of course, obviously. I think I've seen I think I've seen every episode of Mash at this point. I'm obsessed with Mash. Yeah. Um, um, you you're with Mash, and I love Mash, but you're with Mash the same Mash. way I'm with Andy Griffith's show. We never really watch Andy Griffith. I I will watch Andy Griffith anytime it's on until it goes to the color episodes. In which case, I'm like, meh, kind of like with I Love Lucy. Night Court. See, never watched Night Court. My mom loved Night Court. Yeah. So, I don't know. Personally, I always preferred Get Smart to any of them, but that's just me. So, I actually have that whole series on, on DVD. I'm not proud of it, but I don't care. <laughs> um, I don't remember how many, I can't see it from here. I don't remember how many seasons of MASH I have. I think three? The first three? Yeah. I think. Something like that. Sure. So, I'll have them all eventually, but as long as it's on reruns almost every single day, I'm not worried about it. Right. But anyway, yeah, so so basically what this all boils down to, though, getting back on track, so, which is fun. You're not even the one drinking here, and and we're all, we're guiding it off. I'm just having the one beer. I go track all the time. That's Sorry, funny. I left my TV on, and I saw HSN, and I was confused, because I was watching Law & Order. Why are you commercial. I, did, I don't know. I turned it off. For the win. <laughs> no, it still said Law and Order. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> uh, Alright, so <laughs> we're gonna go from one from from rich people getting screwed out of more money to rich people going, oh shit, we're about to lose a bunch of money. Um so Disney parks have been closed worldwide. And you know how much I love the Disney parks. Mm -hmm. Uh even though if they get any more of my money, I will be broke forever. Um, that's not true, but I will. Meanwhile, I've only been to Disneyland, and that was in high school, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, we're, we're going back to Disney World for Crystal's birthday at the end of the year, hopefully, provided everything's open. Um, but with COVID-19, all the Disney parks, not just World and Land, but Disney Paris, Shanghai Disney, uh, plus any of their little smaller parks, plus their cruise line, their, any of their tourism 
items are shut down. Again, safety precautions. Do not open those up until you can safely do so. But because of that, this last quarter, Disney's looking to lose about $1.3 or $1.4 billion, which, which is a pretty hefty chunk of change. So, and they furloughed 100,000 of their 223,000 employees, um, which, of course, the fat cats are probably okay, but still. Uh, not something you want to hear from the business end because like stocks are falling too. Um, You know, so if you're investing in those, not the place to be. Um, Apparently Shanghai Disney is going to be the first to reopen, which makes sense because Disney's been closed, or Disney, China's been closed for a while. So, um, but Shanghai Disney opens May 11th. So here in a couple days, um, and they will have strict limits on capacity and requirements such as masks for employees. I'll be kind of curious to see how that plays out and see what they learn from that before opening the parks here stateside. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, of course, they're not, they're declining to, to comment on reopening dates for those two parks here. Because um, yeah. they're not announcing anything unless they're 100% sure they can follow through on it. Right. Because they stand to lose even more money if they say, oh, yeah, we'll open on this day, and then they get pushed back. Yeah. Well, that's why when they initially closed, they said, we're going to be closed for two weeks. And then, okay, we're extending it. Okay, we're extending it more. Um, <laughs> Same as us. Yeah, pretty much. The county has said we have to close for two weeks. Well. Two months well, later, almost. <laughs> right. So, speaking of, so here's something I didn't know. Apparently, at Walt Disney World in Orlando, um, that entire complex, or resort complex, whatever you want to call it, um, the four parks, all of their hotels, downtown Disney, all of that, mm-hmm. apparently that encompasses parts of four different counties. Really? Yeah. Um, but because, I mean, it makes sense as big as it is. Yeah, but because it's so big, it's almost its own municipality. So really, they could almost do whatever they wanted to do as far as reopening because they're not beholden to any one county, which is fascinating. Again, yes, they're going to play it safe, but... <laughs> I, I could see, though, that, I mean, them trying to reopen and one county going after them. They're not going to open unless all four counties are okay with it. Right. Yeah. Because um, all it takes is one of those four counties to come after them over it. Yeah. And you, you can't keep, you can't close a section of the park. Okay, well, this little corner here is in this county, so you can't yeah. go over there. Sorry. Right. Yeah, no, they, yeah, because they had to do that. They're closed down in phases because they start with the parks and then work their way to the resorts because people were already on site. Yeah. Of course, you've been traveling. Yeah, you can't of- close someplace like Disney World easily. Just be like, sorry, we're closed. No, it's not-, not like us that we're like, okay, sorry, here, you know, we're showing no more movies after today because it was right. day of. Well, yeah, because well, here's here's your contact for refunds. See you yeah. later. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not quite like us. Uh, it's definitely not. Um, especially you have people staying on on resort properties, yeah. in the hotels, um, yeah. camping there because they do have campsites. Um, so, like I said, it's going to be really kind of interesting to watch. Not just this opening up, but the country as a whole, um, yeah. just to see how it plays out. And of course, most places are going 
in phases. Um, actually, there's a church behind my house that is suing to open back up. But again, that's we're not going to get into that. Um, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, all you can really do is just hope that everybody's being safe in, in, their, in their intentions to get the country going again. Yeah. So, like I said, which is why I'm okay with being one of the last places to reopen. Yeah. To kind of wait and see what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I know a lot of states that are opening up already are saying, yeah, movie theaters can go ahead and open. And they usually have some kind of capacity restriction. Yeah. Let's be honest. A lot of places are not going to open up without new content being put out, or at least closer to. Yeah. And there's nothing until July 17th. Well, 17th. Yeah. I knew it was somewhere around mid-July. It's tenant. I've got it marked on my calendar. I'm I'm really hoping that we can be open just so that we can screen it. I don't care if we shut down right after that. <laughs> I just want to watch the damn movie on a big screen. Um but yeah, it's it's yeah. Well I did I did take a peek at our emails. Me too. And uh notice we're still getting keys for uh <laughs> I saw the light. I still believe. Every or I still believe. Yeah. I, I suppose. Every week we're still getting keys for it. I'm like why? Because like, I, I know how those work. The studio has to approve for the distributor to send those keys out. I've had to deal with missing keys enough to know that. Yeah. I'm like, who is sitting here at this studio unless they just have it on like auto approve? I don't know which studio it is. I think that one. Or if it's even a major studio, if it's one of the smaller ones. I think it's Lionsgate. Okay. Because it, 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 it is a faith based film, but I know yeah. it's from. Yeah, it is Lionsgate. Like Sorry. Lionsgate, Lionsgate, or like a Lionsgate owned? Do what? Is it like actually under Lionsgate, or is it like a smaller studio owned by Lionsgate? Now that I don't know. It might be under Summit, which is owned by, owned Lions by Lionsgate. That's what I wondered. But either, either way, way, the only reason I can tell you that it's Lionsgate or Lionsgate either. adjacent is because Nikki and I went and set up posters in one of the hallways of three of their upcoming releases. I think it was that one uh antebellum and barn uh, barb and star go to vista del mar or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. uh anyway the only reason we did that is so that way she could get a picture so she could send it into lion's gate oh yeah enter for a ram to win a rambo movie set <laughs> and i'm going you really only need the first and fourth one those are the only ones Which, didn't she get it she did. She did get it. So congrats to her. I'm just going, this is a lot of effort for only two decent movies <laughs> and three not good ones. Yeah, I'm sitting here going, okay, so is someone still like approving these keys to go out or is there some sort of auto approval mechanism in place that someone forgot to stop? Because I know our booker isn't working, our film, booker, film buyer's not working. We're not getting booked for movies. Why are we still getting keys for this movie? Yeah. Stop, guys. It's not like we need content because I know we have uh, trailer packs yeah. set up to play. We don't need to play a movie on the projectors. We just need something to play. Uh, so I know they. I know uh, our boss set up a trailer pack that gets played. I think he said twice a week. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Just to keep, just for maintenance for all the machines. Yep. Yeah, just to keep them running so that way they're not. Yeah. You know, yeah, I saw I saw that series of emails. Why? <laughs> I know. I meant to text you about that going, why are we still getting keys for this movie? And it's the only one. We're not getting keys for anything else. That's the best part. It's just that one feature. I'm guessing... Why are we on the, 
while we're on the topic, anyone who uh, was following all of my posts about the LMS being down, I did see an email that made me very happy. Even though we're closed, <laughs> our our, uh, our uh, projector um, maintenance company, whatever you want to call them, I'm blanking right now, um, was given approval to go ahead and fix our LMS. So fingers crossed, when we reopen, we may actually have a working LMS again. So for those of you that are just tuning in that have not heard the story yet or seen the tweets, because uh, we have discussed it all here on the show, the LMS is our basically our library big, media server. Basically, it holds all of our content, our trailers, our um, any of our holds, clips, holds the, everything, beforehand, the films, everything that you see on the screen, except for uh, like the pre-show stuff. Yeah, um, pre-show yeah. is 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 done by a separate company, so it yes. has its own its own thing. But yeah, yeah all the trailers, all the the logo trailers the the feature everything right cues everything is housed on the lms and that's it that's where i sit down to do you know to do title mapping to do trailers to, i do everything on this and then it does it sends everything out and sets it all up and yep. it went down first week of january yes and as of when we closed which was the day before saint patrick's day Yes. We still had no LMS and we were still doing everything manually. And I was spending on average at least a shift a week upstairs doing everything. Yeah. And that was with you and Dylan helping. So this this is a big deal. I'm yeah, no, this. I uh <laughs> it's just it's really funny that it, it took us shutting down to and then two get months later to finally get it fixed. By which point in time we had already kind of established a system for getting everything together, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take my my little cookie here and say, mm -hmm. by the way, I'm the one who figured out how to get it transferred across 13 of our 16 projectors. So, woot woot. It's true. So, uh, yeah. Cookie for that. I will take my cookie. I'll take two because I think it's worthy of that because that was that that was a huge help, and you know it. It was. So, um, yeah. So that that was a good piece of news. Thanks for throwing that out there. So you also brought this to my attention, though. Um, so we've got, uh, you and I enjoyed the Goosebumps books, the original TV yep. show, and the movies. I did not watch the original TV show much. Oh, I you think I saw that. a couple of episodes here and there. If, um, it, if it's on I don't that, know why. Probably your mom telling you no. No, I was, my, my mom encouraged Goosebumps. Oh, she okay. knew I loved it. Okay. Was it on Disney? No, it was on. Uh, it was on Fox. It was on local channels. Yeah, but it started know. off anyway. I think it eventually wound up moving to the Family Channel, which is now Freeform. Maybe I'm just forgetting it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I remember when it came out because I remember the Haunted Mask was the very first episode, and it was awesome and terrifying all at once. I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, sure. So maybe I'm just forgetting it. Yeah. Um, any of the uh, the Night of the Living Dummy episodes too were just yeah awesome of course i was i was always the um are you afraid of the dark kid uh, as I was, far as as far as tv horror goes yeah I, I watched both i liked them both um if i if i go back if you ask me to pick one i'm probably gonna go with are you afraid of the dark but goosebumps still still right here holds a special place so 
but apparently, Scholastic Entertainment, uh, uh, along with Neil Moritz, the producer of the two Goosebumps films and Sony Pictures TV, uh, are developing a new series. So here's, uh, here's what they had to say. Goosebumps has been keeping kids and families on the edge of their seats for nearly 30 years. Are we, we are that old. Shit. Uh, and we're very excited to partner with Sony Pictures Television and Neil H. Moritz to bring the enduring brand to life in a fresh new way for today's generation. Said, I, I, Lucchese is the last name, but I can't pronounce the first. It's I-O-L-E. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, which they're the Scholastic Entertainment President and uh, Chief Strategy Officer. From the world-famous book series to a full-scale licensing program and even live-action movies starring Jack Black, all right, hold up. He was not the star of both movies. He barely appeared in the second one. Yeah. I just want to point that out. You can say the first one. That's fine. I'll give you that. Yeah. Goosebumps remains wildly popular, and we look forward to presenting new adventures to give fans even more Goosebumps. So, uh, don't know what channel it's going to or streaming service or whatever. Um, oh, my gosh. It's a $2 billion consumer products program. Between books, television, movies, games. Actually, that doesn't surprise me. It Those should. books were everywhere. Yeah. I wish I could but find My third grade teacher had the complete set that she kept in the classroom because we were all so obsessed with it. And she yep. wanted to encourage, encourage it because we were all reading. I mean, yeah. how often do you get a set of books that, you know, nine-year-olds are all obsessed with and can't get, you know, can't. We couldn't get it from the library because it was always checked out. So she always had a set in the classroom that whenever we had reading time, dude, like free reading, we yeah. could go grab one. I have a good chunk of them. I think they're still, I think they're in a box in the basement. I, I had a bunch of them. I don't, I don't, I know I didn't have the complete set just because there were so many. Um, I don't think I did. No, I didn't have a complete set, yeah. but I had, yeah. I had quite a few, including some of the choose your own adventure type ones. Yes. I love those. Um, they're fun. Yeah, those were good. And then I remember for Christmas one year, my, my grandma up in West Virginia, um, grandma, if you're listening, hi, love you. If this is one I don't have to apologize to for cussing. Um, <laughs> she, she actually, so, so she actually like encouraged some of my, my nerdy habits. Like she would buy me the Goosebumps books, which I remember one Christmas, she got me the, the brand new Goosebumps 2000, which was the new series that they were, that R.L. Stein was starting. Mm -hmm. Um, which were awesome. I think I had a couple of those, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because there was that like, was supposed to be like the teen version, right? Supposed to be for a little bit older. A little bit older, but not quite. Fear Street uh, and Ghost. Fear, of Fear oh, I'm thinking of Fear Street. Were the more. Yeah, that was uh, the, the the teen. The harder versions. Yeah, yeah. Which of those came first? I think. Um, but yeah, she could actually encourage. You know, I love to read, so like, mm -hmm. if I wanted a new book new goosebumps or uh, by the time i was 10 it was uh star wars the young jedi knights stories mm -hmm. which were great i say my mom always encouraged mm -hmm. when when we would get excited about books i mean i was always a huge reader i love i was obsessed yeah with i was too and we didn't always have the most money but if i showed interest in a book mom would do everything she could i remember when i discovered harry potter yeah. the fourth book had just come out and I think she bought me the first four, and they were hardback. I don't think they were in paperback yet, yeah. any of them. And she bought, I went through the first four, I think in like two weeks. Mm -hmm. 
and she bought she bought them all for me. I was how old would I have been? It was right out, it was between seventh and eighth grade, so I was like thirteen. Yeah. This would have been like two thousand, summer two thousand, somewhere in there. Two thousand, two thousand. Yeah. yeah, it was two thousand. Because by right. eighth grade, we had a Harry Potter club at school. <laughs> I forgot all that. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I was like thirteen. Four, no, if it's two thousand, I would have been fourteen, but still. So, so yeah, 13, 14, and I read them all in like two weeks. And mom was like, You want a book? Yeah, here, here, have it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, actually, so when I was when I was little, little, I don't know if you remember Hooked on Phonics. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Never had I, it, but yeah. I wanted to uh, read so bad, I begged my mom to order it. And like, I used maybe one or two books out of it, and that's how I learned to read. I didn't even use the whole set. I was memorizing the books as they were read to me. Were you? They were, they were, I would ask for them to be read to me so much I would memorize them and I would Aww. read them. Yeah. That's funny. Um, but yeah, so no, my, my grandma would buy me those books. Uh, so Goosebumps, like I said, Star Wars, Young Jedi Knights. Uh, even bought me like Godzilla novels or movie novelizations. Those were my favorite because you'd always get new information that you couldn't get from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd have like novelizations for the world is not enough or men in black, like any of these, these genre movies that I loved growing up. Um, I had had a lot of horror stories and mysteries and yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. But, but that's, that's what I was reading while all the kids were reading Harry Potter. So it, I was late to the scene until like eighth grade with, with HP. So it took a movie for that to come out for me to actually read the book. So (laughs) But that 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 genre of fantasy is not not my not my bag anyway. So, uh, yeah. which I do enjoy the Harry Potter series. It's just it's magic and witches and dragons and whatnot. It's never been my thing. So, I wouldn't say it's it's really been a huge. That's not really a huge genre for me. But Harry yeah. Potter was the exception. Oh yeah, no Harry Potter. I I worked in the in the library in seventh grade. Yeah. Because you know I was that kid. Yeah. Um. But. I I remember those books never touched the shelf the entire year. Yeah. Like we had such a long list of people requesting them that every time they were turned in, because we were, we were responsible for like we, each library aide had um, our specific shelf yeah. that we were in charge of. And so they would, when books were returned, they would all be organized by who shelf and we would reshelve anything that belonged on our shelf. Yeah. But there was a special cart for uh, holds, mm-hmm. and those those Harry Potter books, if they were in the library at all, were on that hold cart. Yeah. And the second they were turned in, they were notified the next student on the list, and they would come check it out. And they never touched the shelf. And I was like, I need to know what's going on here. Why are people so obsessed? Yeah. And here I am. There you go. Yeah, like I said, I, I saw the first movie with my little brother and sister when I wanted to see Ocean's Eleven instead. Uh, you held a grudge ever since. No, it's not a grudge, because I actually wound up really appreciating the Harry Potter series after that. Like, going, okay, I see why people like yeah. it, why kids like it. It, just, it. it was never going to be, like, my main thing. Yeah. I enjoy them. I'm not nearly as obsessed as, like, Crystal is. Crystal will, Crystal's listening to the audiobook of Goblet of Fire right now. Uh, meanwhile, I'm going... Okay, I've got like eighteen hundred other books I need to read. Which one am I going to go with first? So, oh, and I started these five. So, um, oh, I have a giant stack of to read, and I still bought like three more Kindle books. So, yeah. yeah. So, and the bitch of it is, I still haven't finished Good Omens. I'm about halfway through it. 
but I finished Mitch, please. So, so I did accomplish something on this quarantine. <laughs> so, um, all right. So yeah, so Goosebumps getting a new show. Uh, and then um, Neil H. Moritz did, this is the quote we're going to close out on with this story, said, I love making the Goosebumps movies and I can't wait to bring even more of R.L. Stein's incredible stories to life through a high-end television series that speaks to both adults and kids alike. That, I'm actually kind of excited. Obviously, yeah. the nostalgia factor for us, we're going to want I, I enjoyed the movies. The first one more than the second one. The second one yeah. was okay. Yeah. The first one was great. I loved the first one. But I've always thought that that series was perfect for a TV show. Yeah. As, as they did, you know, each, each episode a different book. Yeah, no, doing an anthology series that way is, I think, the perfect way to do it. Yeah. The movie but. was fun, especially the way they did it, but... Yeah, I think it, it always needed needs to be a TV show. Yeah, um, if you're gonna do a movie out of any of them, I still say the Horrorland books are the best ones. Those would be a blast to see on the big screen. So, I digress. But if you want to watch the original series, here's here's my little plug for for old Goosebumps the TV show. It's on Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. Jeez. Yeah, so you you have no excuse now. Go watch it. <laughs> I probably did, and I probably just don't really remember that yeah. as much. So, um, all right. So back over to movie news. So you you heard this rumor about Disney wanting Karen Gillan as uh, the lead, the new Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yeah. So I heard it. I haven't looked into it. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> this comes from a site. I'm not clicking on the link. Uh, last week was first to report the the live action Hercules remake, so that did turn out to be true mm-hmm. with uh, the Russo brothers. If their source is accurate, Walt Disney is or Pictures is reportedly hoping to cast Karen Gillan, who already stars as Nebula in the MCU, as the new female lead in in Pirates of the Caribbean's reboot. She would play the character Red, who has already been a meet and greet character at Disney's theme park since 2018. Huh. So we already have. Now, now, we don't know if this is true or not. Apparently, the expectation is Johnny Depp will not be involved, um, which I'm actually, I'm okay with at this point. Nothing to do with any of his personal drama going no. on with Amber Heard. We've I, just, we've had a lot of Jack Sparrow. It's time for It's time for something new. new. And I, I honestly think a female lead, one, is a good way to go, because they're lady pirates. Yeah. Um, and two, it's Karen freaking Gillen. Ain't like I said, I'm like I don't know if we need more Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's Karen Gillan, so I'm in. Exactly, exactly. I am all for it. Um, uh, any any more Karen Gillan at this point yeah. would be great. I think she's just hilariously wonderful um, because she's Scottish. That that's part of it. I'm just charmed because she's a redhead with an accent, but you know. But I, no, I actually think she's very funny, very charming. Like I said, she's Scottish. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> You've got me. So. Um, but yeah, she would be playing a meet and greet character from Disney's theme parks. That I think is kind of neat that we have this, because obviously the, the movies are based on the ride. Yeah. Continuing the tradition of pulling from your theme parks to add to this IP. Which I got to ride Pirates of the Caribbean at Disneyland. I think literally that was right before the movie came out. I think because we went over right before New Year's in 2000. Two, mm-hmm. and then I think the movie came out in two thousand three, four, yes, three, two thousand three, two thousand three. 
because yep. we knew about it because we were all excited yep. that we were going to get because we knew i remember talking about when we were going we're like we have to ride the ride we have to ride the ride before the movie comes out yeah and i'm glad i did because i caught even though i only did it the one time i had a friend that has gone several times and so she pointed out way more but there was even i picked up on you know a couple of the things that they did from the ride like yeah. the dog with the keys right even i had only doing it once was like that's in the ride i know that but my friend Rachel was like, oh, yeah, but there was also these, like, 15 other things, because she's right. gone almost, like, every summer, yeah. and had ridden it a million times. Yep. Uh, I've actually ridden both versions, so I've ridden the original, the Disneyland version um, that's been there since the 50s, yeah. but then I've also, and that I wrote it in 2004, so after the movie came out, so it was my first time going to Disneyland, but I've also ridden, since they've done the revamp on it. Had, 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 had they... Had they altered it to add more movie stuff when you wrote it? So uh, the last, which I've written it twice now since that movie. I don't came remember out. when they did that. Um, yeah, I think they did that about oh six oh seven. It wasn't too right. long after the movie, but I feel like the second. But it wasn't right away. No, um, but I have written it since they added in Jack Sparrow, so he actually pops up at different points, including the very end of the ride, and it's Johnny Depp's voice singing, you know, yeah. Pirates Life for Me yeah um so yeah so they they have done a revamp to it it still looks good it's still a fun ride um but yeah so like you'll see like jack sparrow popping up from underneath uh <laughs> from a barrel you know like you see yeah. the pirates do uh you see him actually he's trying to get the keys from the dog now nice which is great if you've seen the movie too because you know that's a moment so yeah um yeah so uh they also of course we have jungle cruise coming out now mm -hmm. next year it was supposed to be this mm -hmm. year um and if you've not ridden jungle cruise one you'll hate it but you'll love it but you'll hate it because it's just nothing but puns the entire time Lord. yeah but there's <sighs> like you're along with everybody else that's just groaning and you're going this is such a kyle sutton ride like but you'll be laughing at some of the visuals that they have along the. i didn't get a whole lot of time in the park in disneyland because we were only there for literally four days yeah well and the fourth day we were leaving, we left like super early in the morning. So I really only got like two and a half days. Actually, not even that, because we didn't go back to Disneyland on Sunday. We went to Universal Studios. So I really only got like collectively maybe a day at the park. Yeah. Because we got Friday, we got sometime Friday evening. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday morning, we were performing as part of Disney Magic Music Days. Yeah. And then we spent Saturday afternoon there. And then Saturday night, we went to California Adventure. Yeah. So between those two parks, I had maybe a day. Right. So there's a lot we missed. Yeah. Uh, with Disneyland. I've never been back. Yeah. With Disneyland, we actually had a fair bit of time at, at the parks that we went to. Uh, not nearly enough to see everything, but um, yeah. I mean, hell, with Disney World, though, you can go there. You could stay a whole month and still not see every single thing in there. So I did ride the Indiana Jones ride. When I went, it was closed down. And I'm still... And I got a t-shirt. Well, I got a hat, so so there's that. The, the aforementioned hat from earlier. So I have my indie fedora, so at least I've got that. <laughs> so I just didn't get to have my adventure. But anyway. Makes you uh, feel it, but I don't really remember anything from the red. No. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make me feel any better at all. Makes me very sad. I was 16. It's okay. It's a long time ago. I know you and I have drank, uh, drank and slept since then. So many, many times. 
Yes. So, all right. So here's one for the 90s kids. Uh, did you ever wind up seeing Scream 4? No. No. We need to fix that. Just one, two, three. Yep. We need to fix that. Because that's all that was on uh, Netflix. That's right. Because they only had four for like a week and then took it off. Yeah. Which was dumb. Um, but we do have a Scream 5 that's in the works. Uh, and is apparently going to be worked on by the folks that did Ready or Not last year, which you and I just fucking adored. Yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing. It was great. Um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with that, how they're going to adjust it. Um, because every single movie has had something to do with obviously with the horror genre or slasher genre. First one being horror movies in general, the second one sequels, the third one trilogies, and then the fourth one does remakes and reboots. I don't know where you go with five, but if this- Continuations decades later. Ooh, that's actually not a bad idea. Since we've seen a lot of that. <laughs> we've seen a lot of that. Yeah. So, Halloween? Yep. Uh, but Nev Campbell is is in talks to return, uh, because of course, how do you do Scream without Sidney Prescott? Can't, yeah. you know. Which I would mean that also means they're going to work on getting David Arquette and Courtney um, Cox. Thank you. I wanted to call her Monica. <laughs> I've watched way too much Friends in quarantine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So with Courtney Cox, uh, unfortunately, we won't be seeing Jamie Kennedy ever again. Um, since I'm pretty sure the son of Mask killed his career, but Riker. Sorry, guys. The dog has things to say. So Always. yeah, but uh, no, um, no. I actually now that you said like continuations a long while after after the originals, I think that's actually a good way to go. That could be fun. My only sadness is, about this is that. Wes Craven won't be a part of it since he passed away five years ago. Oh, I didn't think about uh, that. Yeah. Um, I do, I, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure he would find something to point out because that was kind of his niche yeah. as, as a horror director is yeah. kind of going for, um, for the more creative and, you know, twisting what you thought you knew. So, um, Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens, but uh, I'm I'm not gonna say no. So I don't need it, but I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right. So we're gonna close out the show today. Uh, we've got two pieces of Star Wars news we need to talk about. Three. I'm sorry. We have three pieces of Star Wars news we need to talk about. One's a rumor. And yeah. I don't, so so the we'll go with the rumor first. Rumor has it that Disney is trying to get uh, Hayden Christensen back in for the Kenobi series. And some... I did hear that. I forgot. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that would look like. Obviously, it would have to be either a flashback or some kind of force vision. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I necessarily need to see that, but I'm not going to say no to it either. Um, Especially with, you know, the, the, the Star Wars community seems to start, or seems to be embracing the prequels now. Yeah. And so maybe Hayden Christensen can actually get a little love and respect. Well, he has been. Like, I know he was yeah. at Star Wars Celebration because um, one of our employees that's a gigantic Star Wars nerd talked about 
meeting him. Yes. Um, and how excited she was that he was going to be there. Yeah. And he, you know, he's been actually talking about it again. He didn't for a long time. And so I know Star Wars community, like they do, they attack something. And then after enough time has passed, they realize, wasn't that bad. Yeah. And then suddenly they're all about it. So right. enough time has passed since the prequels that everyone's jumped aboard the Hayden Christensen wasn't that bad train. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> speaking of, of specific employee Star Wars nerd, I saw her today. Oh, really? Yeah. I, uh, so I told you the other day in a text message that I found out that I had bought a second copy of a book I already had and didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So I text her because she and I have been texting as I'm going through Star Wars Rebels right now. Yeah. Um, and so I text her the other day to say, hey. In between your Marvel fights. I'm a dumbass and bought an extra copy. Do you want this book? Do you have it already? And so anyway, so I dropped it off to her, talked to her for a minute and uh yeah we we were discussing that and this um yeah it yeah i i i'm not opposed to to seeing hayden christensen back as as anakin skywalker again i yeah like you said i'm just curious to see how like how does that fit in yeah it's flashbacks almost seems like a waste to bring him back just for a few flashbacks my guess would almost be force vision so for for kenobi or some kind of dream sequence or something to that effect yeah i don't know yeah so um and if he even agrees it might be that he's like you know what? everyone's being nice to me so uh we're just gonna not push it yeah exactly i'm, I'm not ready to jump back in that boat yet yeah so Which i wouldn't blame him right um he's the, go ahead he's the second anakin that's been basically bullied out of public spotlight true it's true poor jake lloyd so all right second piece of star wars news uh taika watiti is going to be doing a star wars movie it is now officially confirmed but here's the rumor that somebody threw out that i'm going that makes sense we talked a while back about kevin feige possibly being involved in the star wars movie which Mm -hmm. is happening my guess is it's going to be this one since he already has a working Makes relationship sense. with with Waititi through the thor movies ragnarok yep. and then love and thunder Makes um, sense. i'm excited to see what this is Same. uh you know i mean it's taika watiti i'll i i'm down for anything he's he's gonna put out yeah um you still need to still watch what we do in the shadows still need, to, still need to watch jojo rabbit i've got it um i should have given it to you last night had you said something i would have uh, I didn't think about it. Yeah, it's really good. You'll like it. Um, but yeah, you need to watch that and then what we do in the shadows as well. Um, that way you kind of get a feel for some of his smaller budget stuff too. Um, now, that I've, now that I've restarted Supernatural, you're going to have to wait. I got three seasons of that to watch. To oh, no, I'm, talking about ju- I'm just talking about the movie, not the TV show. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, which oh, okay, that's different. is only 30-minute episodes. So, uh, so whenever you get around to it, you get around to it. But... Um, <laughs> But yeah, the movie is only 90 minutes long, I think. So, okay. and God, it's genuinely funny. Um, but Jojo Rabbit's really good too. Um, and of course we've seen he can do big budget action with the Thor movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
I want to see this because I feel like of anybody who gets who's doing Star Wars, he's probably the one that might get it the most outside of maybe Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, he's voiced IG Eleven and directed a couple episodes of The Mandalorian as well, uh, including huh. last last season's finale. So he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So I just want to know what that movie looks like. Same. So now that we've now that we've gotten through two of the three, now we get to jump back to the prequels, but also stick with the Mandalorian. We talk about Ahsoka Tano joining the cast of Mandalorian season two for next year, being played mm-hmm. by uh, Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. We're bringing back somebody else from the prequel series or prequels. Uh, Tamira Morrison, who played Django Fett in Attack of the Clones, is in talks to come back, and it's rumored it's going to be as Boba Fett. I saw that. And I am geeking right the hell out. (laughs) Uh, I knew you would be. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what's going to happen, because that's the only reason it makes sense to bring him in, unless you're bringing him in as... um, you know, Captain Rex or, or any of the other clone troopers. Oh, yeah. um, but there was an episode in Mandalorian, I want to say it was like the fifth or sixth episode, where it was the one with Ming-Na Wen, mm-hmm. uh, where she's shot and left for dead uh, by Mando and the other guy. Yep. And at the very end of the episode, we see Boots walking up towards her body. I see people start speculating that was Boba Fett the oh, second it happened. Yeah, well, here's the reason why, is both Boba Fett and the boots that we saw, when they make their steps, they hear, you hear, like, the jangling of spurs, mm-hmm. which is something that they specifically put on Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back to kind of distinguish him. Mm-hmm. And it's been a feature that's stuck with the character ever since. We don't know what's happened to him since Return of the Jedi, other than he was in the middle of a Sarlacc pit when we last yeah. saw him. Yeah. It's time to bring him back. So... And it makes sense to do it in this show. Uh, they, obviously, you don't want to do it in the first season, but if you get them for the second or third, you do it. Yeah. So I'm excited. I like little kid excited. Because <laughs> uh, Boba Fett's like one of the coolest characters if you read any of the, uh, the old Legends stuff. Yeah. Um, and read about him escaping from the Sarlacc pit. You read about him being a bounty hunter, having to deal with mm-hmm. IG-88. Uh, yeah, it, it, the, it's a cool character, and I, I'm already loving that they're doing um, the bounty hunter underbelly of the galaxy kind of stuff. Yeah. But now you're going to bring back one of the, the icons of the original trilogy to do it. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm stoked. So, anyway. Well, you got anything else for us, Trisha? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, feel free to follow us at drunk underscore theater on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook at my drunk movie theater. Feel free to email us at my drunk movie theater at gmail.com. And also feel free to go over to uh, podchaser.com, Leave us a review there or anywhere that you're listening uh, to our show. Um, yeah. Been another fun episode. It's fun, fun to actually get to talk to you and see your face. So now sure. I can actually see how you're reacting to either my dumb <laughs> jokes or uh, Tom Cruise news. So as <laughs> you shake your head. <laughs> so um, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, from all of us here at My Drunk Movie Theater, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And be nice to your damn movie staff. <laughs>